going well that was enthusiastic i know i'm sorry <laughs> i've been sleeping for the past week because i've been sick then you can't tell from my manish voice <laughs> happening right now it's very sexy it's very deep yes it's very deep <laughs> cat does not have covid we've confirmed no no no, no. <laughs> it would not confirmed would not be here otherwise <laughs> um oh man i'm on the tail end of being sick so i'm not gonna you don't know that for sure, but I'm a doctor and I know. Cat <laughs> is not a doctor. I am not a doctor in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> I'm too lazy to go to that much schooling. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of schooling. It's a lot of schooling. <laughs> well, um, you guys are listening to Difficult Damsels. I am I Rachel. You put an emphasis on a difficult. I tried not time. to. Every time it makes me so happy. Never change it. <laughs> the woman with the man voice, because she's got a cold. Hey. Is. <laughs> I'm Kat. <laughs> it's Kat. Um, and we are doing a little relaxed episode hey, today. Hey, driving outside with your stupid cars. Yeah, Sorry. So inconsiderate. Rude. Um, we're doing a relaxed episode today because now, God, no, my voice is doing <laughs> the whole croak thing. <laughs> Currently, I'm going through puberty. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Because I'm gearing mm. up to finally fly to Northern California like I was supposed to in January. My life. As our third Finnan is being a you guys, Finnan is being such a monster picks today. A fight with. He just wants to play with her and she's not having it. What a brat. <laughs> anyway, so I'm finally Sorry. going to California next week. Um, had a lot going on with family and with work, so I've decided to listen to my body and take a break. I know we talked about that a little bit. Why'd you look pointedly at me like I last done that? That's why I got sick. I, you're Just projecting kidding. now because that's not what that was. <laughs> you keep your bullshit. How dare I, don't, you? I don't have enough of my own. <laughs> No, but like, just, um, I mean, yeah, I did say that to you earlier, but <laughs> no, I, I, that's a thing I've been paying attention to with myself and that's just, smart. yeah, I've had a lot going on. And I was like, if I try to push myself to do the next episodes of the podcast, I'm going to probably end up at a bad place. Please don't. So <laughs> we want you in a good place. Yeah. I want to be in place. a good place too. <laughs> um, but yeah, despite, despite all of that, I'm actually doing really well. Good for you. Thank you. Yay. It's Sorry, just... that sounded very condescending and I, I didn't know. mean it That's to. I was like... Good for you, bitch. <laughs> no, I've just done. I'm watching Finn. Finn. <laughs> I've been... Uh, it's actually been really nice not having to use my Fridays and my Sundays to write the episodes. <laughs> so um, oh. I'm playing a new video game. Ooh, what video game? So it is called, it's, it's going to be like game of the year. It's called Elden Ring. Have I've you heard, heard of it? it? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I'm saying I've been playing a video game, but you don't play Elden Ring. Elden Ring you plays experience. you. Okay, no, no, no. It, it like, it, it like, it hurts. Oh no. It's very punishing. So I've never played any of the Dark Souls games and it's by the, um, oh, I've heard that those are really hard. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So like you do, they give you this like bullshit tutorial where it takes like 10 minutes and you still don't even really know what you're doing out of the, in the game. And then you get out of it and you get to the world and 
immediately the first creature you see is like this knight on a horse and you're like oh i'm sure i can handle this it one shot you it's it's a boss are you talking the game that you're playing right now yeah oh my god it is a boss so that was like my introduction to a dark souls game it's been fun though that's so funny that you say that because i just watched a video you know those guys who like do those video the fun videos about um like the video games and all that stuff no okay fine. well there's like a group of guys <laughs> that make fun of like all of the things that everyone else makes fun of in video games and they're hilarious okay. I, i'm sure you've seen their stuff they did a lot of stuff with like PUBG and stuff i um, haven't you should send me oh one. my god they're hilarious i will okay. send it to you but i just watched a dark souls one where he's like he like skips the tutorial and goes right for it and just oh, immediately no. dies from that that night <laughs> and he goes back to the tutorial and he's like oh, fine he like starts watching it and he goes okay i get it and then he goes on and dies again and he goes back and then like keeps going and he's just like he tries to go past the tutorial and he goes and like walks back to the tutorial it, it doesn't even matter you can complete the tutorial you're just not ready for that first like why big would enemy. you start a game like that i would immediately be like no i'm not playing this game that's i mean so from what i understand a lot of people are like yeah that's the game if, if you can't hack it if you can't understand basically it's like an old school video game where there's um a, the areas are leveled. Yeah. Like, it is recommended. You do not go to certain areas if you're not leveled high enough. I always die in the Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the Witcher's not the good I know. <laughs> Although, speaking of the Witcher, I'm that not is... good at video games, so. <laughs> yeah, you are. You just, um, you don't have any discipline. You're, this is not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, If it's a video game that requires discipline and actually learning the game, I'm not you, doing get, it. you get OCD. Yeah. <laughs> Finn... I... Well, speaking of The Witcher, that oh, yeah. is what this episode is going to be about. We're yes. just going to... It's a relaxed episode. Did we say yeah. that? Did you say that? We did. Okay. Yeah. I just said it again for funsies. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> um, just talking about... I mean, I'm Miss Book Nerd Girl, so I have, I have like five pages of notes that are like book quotes and it makes me so happy because I was like oh my god I don't know how we're gonna do this and like I like have a couple of quotes from the books a little couple I have like 10 but <laughs> well then <laughs> you text me that like I have five pages of quotes and commentary I'm like oh my god I love you so much well this I mean it started off with the idea that like we really loved god my voice is doing that again listen listeners I'm going through puberty listen, uh, listen, you can hear it in my voice it's cracking um <laughs> no but like we we loved season two so I know oh, we're yeah. gonna talk about season two I'm sure um but I just I, all the quotes the thing about the Witcher uh book series and video games and show as you're learning is um despite the fact that it's a fantasy it's setting humans being awful yeah sorry <laughs> there, you just you get really interesting um commentary on what morality is yeah and what it means to be evil and good versus evil yeah i have that that's really my first page of notes is all about run free from the books I well speaking of which before we get into that um cat's birthday is coming up in a oh, few yeah, days here and i uh I her Christmas present was late, and now I think her I just guess what it is. Birthday Sorry. present is early, so and it's in a Christmas. I think package. I just guessed what it is. Maybe can I own it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, please. Yes. Oh my God! It's, it's so beautiful. beautiful. What is it, Kat? She got me the illustrated edition of The Last Wish. It's the hardcover. It's fucking. Gorgeous. I want you to oh my God. go through towards the end and find the Yennefer. Fan art. So beautiful. 
Oh my god, this one? I want it framed. <laughs> I want it framed above That's my bed. beautiful. Possibly in front of my oh bed my for gosh. reasons. No. No. <laughs> okay. Isn't it freaking gorgeous? It's gorgeous. Yeah. So I'm going to figure out who the artist is and buy it for you. For oh my time. god, really? Yes. yes. You're going to forget that, right? <laughs> Probably. Immediately forget it so that you will be surprised. <laughs> So for the longest time, um, the Witcher books weren't even in English because what is Polish? I think Sapkowski. Yeah. So it was written in Polish um, and the translations came out years ago, but it was really hard. You couldn't really find hardcovers. No, you couldn't. And I hope they continue to do this where they do illustrated hardcovers. I know. It's so beautiful. Yes. Thanks, mom. You're welcome. (laughs) It's beautiful. So I... Obviously, when I, I got it for myself, like when it first came out, I reread The Last Wish. So in the actual books of the Witcher series, the first two books are little short stories and vignettes. It doesn't actually... It's like an anthology almost. Exactly. <clears throat> um, so The Last Wish was the first book that was published. And um, The Last Wish is the titular story where Geralt and Yennefer meet. It's mm-hmm. the last story in the book. Yep. Um, it's mainly what the first season was, right? Um, kind of, sort of. Kind of. The the story with... Oh, look at the back of the book, too. Look at the back of the book. Uh, the story, the season two, episode one opener story is in here as well. Right here? In the book. No, oh. I'm just saying read that. I love that. This one? Mm-hmm. Not everything monstrous looking is evil. Not everything fair is good. And in every fairy tale, there is a grain of truth. Yes. One of the quotes I have written Yes. <laughs> oh, man. What am I looking at? Oh, that was that. Oh, that was shit. It. Okay. No, I was just letting you know, like, season two had at least um, a couple of episodes were inspired by The Last Wish. Hell stories, yeah. So. I like that. And then there's same thing, Sword of Destiny's book two. There's um, the story where Yennefer... And Geralt and Dandelion are after the gold dragon mm-hmm. is from the second book. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm actually, so here's the interesting thing. Um, as I was rereading The Last Wish, I was like, this really holds up really well. The female characters are especially strong. And now I'm struggling to get through the first story in Sword of Destiny because the way every single person talks about Yennefer is incredibly misogynistic. Yeah. And I, part of me is like, okay, what is going on here? The writing feels completely different. Yeah. But then you get to... Maybe it was I, I don't like know. a mistranslation. Maybe. Or like, you know that how you can't, you can't get like yeah. the full, um, I don't know, feeling when you translate books sometimes? Yeah. Like like the the vernacular sometimes doesn't translate and yeah, it the doesn't... Turn, of, turn of phrases doesn't normally translate right because yeah turn of phrases don't exist i'm in wondering cultures. because yeah. even I, I thought when i read the last wish initially Doesn't... it felt that way too but like reading it in that book some of the wording seems different yeah like yeah. better different better different <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know but you'll have to doesn't it. it start off with her rescuing dandelion from no no okay it's been a really long time since i've read the books <laughs> Rachel is obviously in the middle of rereading them. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I have a podcast I follow um, called Ooh. The Podcast of Surprise. Ooh. Yes. You and share that? How dare you? Well, I'm sharing I'm it now. <laughs> Gosh. Um, I'm supposed to know before the listeners. 
So, okay, listeners and Kathleen. I mean, technically I'm knowing before because you're telling me this now and they won't know till Wednesday. That's true. So there you go. You get, you get the scoop on it. You guys, I promise I'm not a needy friend. So (laughs) you're not needy. You just have needs. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's good. I like that. It's a therapy thing. I like it. Yeah. Therapy is great, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) You recommend. Um, Yeah. So basically I, I lost my train of thought. Because you interrupted me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't either. Well, shit. Well, shit. It's fine. Anyway. So we have a a Witcher. We have Geralt Funko Pop. A Geralt Funko um, by the microphone right now. Yeah. In honor of our Witcher episode. (laughs) And I'm very upset because I'm like, this is a podcast about women. That's what I was talking about. You guys, she yelled at me. Oh, yeah, you were. We need need a Yennefer. I don't have a Yennefer. You have a Yennefer thing that Josh made. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to get it right now? Yes. Okay. Okay, this is a podcast about women. (laughs) Normally, it's a podcast about historical women who are badass and slightly terrifying. Um, I will say this episode isn't going to be just about the women of Witcher. That was kind of my original idea, but the, there's so much to talk about with the series. There is. So. It's a very good series. Um, but yeah, so one of the the interesting things that came up, at least for me, when rereading the illustrated version of The Last Wish is I got to Renfrey's story, and I forgot I love Renfrey's story. how much of it was not included in the TV show. That's true. So the story of Renfrey is told as an inverted version of the story of Snow White in the books. Renfrey was the daughter of the Prince of Craydon and the only surviving child of his first wife. When her father remarried, it was to a woman named Eridea. Just like the story of Snow White, Eridea had a magical mirror, but instead of asking who the fairest of them all was, the mirror revealed to Eridea, according to Eridea, <laughs> that Creighton's young daughter Renfrey would be the death of her and a great number of others as well. This prophecy is supported by Stregobor's story, which does make the show, in which um, it's the prophecy of the Black Sun, in which an eclipse would herald the coming of Lilith. Yes. <laughs> so it's in the, that's the thing about the Witcher stories is they often um, pull from folklore and mythology and fairy tales from other places around the world. And then it kind of picks it apart in the books. So you even it. get like the demon goddess Lilith, Lilith referenced. Um, She's only a demon to men. <laughs> and the herald of the coming of Lilith would be marked by 60 women wearing gold crowns who would fill the river valleys with blood. Can you imagine how terrifying that would be to men? Just 60 women wearing crowns? Like, they... So, golden the crown... Golden crown does not mean literal crown. It means blonde hair. Still, 60 women. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other thing. Um, which we'll, uh, I'll, we'll come back to, because that's... The prophecy is going to be fulfilled. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, these girls were believed to be mutations and the council of wizards determined that every girl born under that eclipse needed to be killed before she grew to an age where she could fulfill the prophecy and bring calamity to the world. Isn't that great? And Renfrey was one such girl. Indeed. And so her story is a study on the idea, a study on the idea. Does that make sense? 
kind of see a study yeah. of the idea there okay. we go that works <laughs> um of nature versus nurture so oh. was Renfrey born a monster or did circumstances contrived by an evil stepmother looking to secure the inheritance of her own natural born children and the prophecy of wizards drive Renfrey to monstrous acts thus unintentionally fulfilling the prophecy of the black sun the thing I like about the books is Renfrey answers this herself. Yes, she does. She says, um, she basically, she tells the story of how she grew up as a princess, very pampered in, in the luxury of everything, until her stepmother ordered a huntsman to butcher her in a forest. Does that Indeed. sound familiar? Yes. <laughs> um, and then this is what she says. That was the end of the princess. The dress grew torn. The cambric grew grubby. And then there was dirt, hunger, stench, stink, and abuse. Selling myself to any old bum for a bowl of soup or a roof over my head. It's terrible. Later, she says, I stole rather than starve to death. I killed to avoid being killed myself. I was locked in prisons which stank of urine, never knowing if they would hang me in the morning or just flog me and release me. And through it all, my stepmother and your sorcerer, she's talking to Geralt, were hard on my heels with their with their poisons and assassins and spells. And you want me to reveal my magnanimity to forgive him royally? I'll tear his head off royally first. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I love Renfrey. She's great. She's such a good Renfrey character too. Yeah, and I I love the actress they picked. The actress for the they show. picked for her was perfect. She was amazing. <laughs> um, so Renfrey recounts that she was hunted for years until she finally decided to become the hunter. Enough is enough. You're a witcher, a defender of people from evil, and evil is the steel and fire which will cause devastation here if we fight each other. Don't you think I'm proposing a lesser evil, a better solution, even for that son of a bitch Stregobor? You can kill him mercifully with one thrust. He'll die without knowing it, and I guarantee him quite the reverse. Girl. if she's left to do it herself yes um and then so we've heard his answer to this in the show yep. um it was actually to stregobor but in the books it's to her he says and this is a very like common theme throughout the entire thing yes. because Geralt tries so hard to be neutral in the world of humans i think we all yeah try that yeah yeah and he, as we know from the show, he says, evil is evil, lesser, greater, middling, makes no difference. The degree is arbitrary. The definition's blurred. If I'm to choose between one evil and another, I'd rather not choose at all. Yes. So, um, so you've played the games, so yes. you know this. Um, not only is Geralt pitted with this um dilemma mm -hmm. so too are the gamers yes literally every this is the beauty of role-playing games um and why i personally love the witcher series is um as you play Geralt, you are going to have to make a choice between two different evils and rationalize on your end which is the lesser yeah i hated those parts and aren't there some parts where it's like timed so you have to make a really quick decision yeah. oh i hate those oh See, I that was that's my favorite thing. I love them, but I hate them when I'm playing because I'm like shit, 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 shit. To this day, there is still um, one of the quest lines with the three crones. The oh, choice you yes. have to make with the evil tree spirit. Yeah. The um the choice you have to make still haunts me to this day. Because yeah. I think I chose the greater evil, but I rationalized it to be like, no, fuck that town. Do you remember it? Yeah, I kind of sort of remember it. Yeah. Um, so in the game, you have to 
save you're trying to save it's basically like the governor's wife who's gone missing mm-hmm. and Geralt's also trying to find Siri as he is in all the books and the games. I think oh. Finn has strong opinions about strong this. opinions about the town. More. <laughs> um, so you get to the three crones, and they're basically the th- these three old hags. And um, I can't remember what the context is, but you basically have to decide if you'll do what they say or if you'll just kill them. And you're tasked with finding an old ancient tree spirit. And as you're playing the game, you learn that this ancient tree spirit is actually kind of like the mother of the crones. Mm-hmm. And it's been locked, the spirit has been locked away in a tree, basically to protect everybody. Yeah. But as you're going around the swamp, you come across a village. And in the village, again, just right out of a fairy tale um, of Hansel and Gretel, the village sends its children into the forest periodically to be sacrificed to the crones to ensure the harvest. I remember that part. So the tree spirit says it will help you against the crones if you release it into the world but you know if you do that tree spirit's gonna go after the town that's true i feel like i released the tree spirit i did too because i was like fuck that town they're sacrificing children yeah i think i released the tree spirit but you've released a great evil into the world it's fine but i rationalized (laughs) it by saying well it's Geralt's job to hunt this down he's gonna go hunt it down after the fact yeah yeah that choice it stuck with me for so long. Yeah. That was a hard choice. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh if you are into video games and you haven't played The Witcher, I highly recommend that. The was Witcher 3. The Witcher 3. Yep. Yeah. That's the only one I played. I haven't played the other ones. I haven't yet. played the other ones either. I want to, but at the same time, I'm like, The Witcher 3 is it for me. <laughs> because they're that was the first Witcher one I, now. They are. I'm kind of excited. I wonder how they're going to do that. Yeah. Especially since Siri is dead in my playthrough. She didn't die in mine. To get her Witcher ending or Empress ending? The Witcher ending. I wanted the Witcher ending. I got the Witcher ending. I thought she died and I was like, damn it! <laughs> but then, yeah, they were, in the end, they were sitting in the bar. Good. I was like, That's like the best. <laughs> that is like the happiest ending and probably the best for Siri and Geralt. Do you know which part of the game like broke my soul? When he was like, so he spends the whole game looking for her and then yeah. he finds her in that little lodging area. That's like in the swamp. like the Yeah, ice. and yeah. she's dead, quote unquote. I mean, yeah. she is dead, but like not. Yeah. And he's, I was like, my voice crying. <laughs> That's, that is the whole entire series. It's it is the games. Fun. It is the books. It's literally like, what, once they get separated, Geralt spends the entire time and Yennefer like yeah. trying to catch up. Mom and dad are looking for the child. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> um, so speaking of uh, the lesser evil, uh, this didn't make it to the show, but referee had, referee? Referee? Renfrey had a response to Geralt's comment on the lesser evil. Oh yeah. So she says, you don't believe in it, you say. Well, you're right, in a way. Only evil and greater evil exist, and beyond them beyond them lurks true evil. True evil, Geralt, is something you can barely imagine. Even if you believe, nothing can still surprise you. And sometimes true evil seizes you by the throat and demands that you choose between it and another slightly lesser evil. Mm-hmm. So she's basically saying the circumstances she found her in found herself in 
led her to facing down one potentially great evil or settling for something slightly lesser. Yeah. And that is the conundrum I think everybody faces in life. Yeah. You want to go through and hopefully make good choices. And that's something you have to do every single day. Yeah. Um, That sometimes the universe is cruel. Yeah. And it makes you choose between killing a whole town. (laughs) Yeah. God, yes. Oh, man. Or knowing the Baron, that is his name in the games. You basically either kill the whole town knowingly or you might maybe be able to kill this tree spirit and maybe get on the good graces of the three crones who are already lying to you. Most people can't kill it. Most people aren't going to look a great evil in the face and say, like, fuck that town and release it. But I did that. Because <laughs> I sacrificed That's children. Yeah. I was so angry. No, I, I was mad, too. I remember. I can't remember what I did now. But I remember it, it took me a minute to decide. I was like, motherfucker. By the, by the time the, the quest completes its course, I actually called my friend Mandy because I was like, I'm so upset right now. I'm like, so my upset. heart. <laughs> hurts yeah um, and that's how you know it's a good whatever form Game, of media book, you have show, yeah. yes when you feel it in your soul you feel it in your soul <laughs> um so the irony of the whole thing with Renfri and the prophecy is that it will be fulfilled in a way by another younger girl with a golden crown of hair by the name of Cirilla of Sintra so uh this is a little bit of a spoiler alert this will likely be on the show as it's in the book so skip the next minute or so if you don't want to hear it but siri does eventually get separated from Geralt, and she will venture down a parallel path that Renfrey faced Mm -hmm. she'll have to steal and murder just to stay alive all the while being hunted by every political religious and magical faction that exists Another parallel between Renfrey and Siri is that Renfrey is known as Shrike. Ooh, yeah. Um, a Shrike is a bird known for being especially brutal. It's called a butcher bird um, because with the insects, its prey, it often impales insects on thorns and fences to help tear into the flesh of their food. And Siri is often referred to as the sparrow. The Shrike is terrifying. It is so terrifying. <laughs> and it's very fitting for Renfrey. Oh, yeah. Because she is brutal. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, if you got turned on like that, I'd turn brutal, too. She, <laughs> I didn't write the quote down, but she also mentions in the book, this was after she got away from the Huntsman, um, she came upon somebody who was kind of kind to her and took her in, but he also raped her yeah. all the time. And she said, I basically just had to go away into myself in order to um, endure it. Yeah, she disassociated. Until the day came where she could kill him. And she said, and I killed him. And it felt righteous and it gave me joy. And I read that like, who am I to tell you what you should or shouldn't feel considering what you endured. (laughs) endured. (laughs) So yeah, that is uh, one of the very first female characters you were introduced to in the Witcher books. And it is the story that opens the show. And it's very fitting, I think. It is very fitting. It's beautiful. The themes of the show. I really like how they they did her story. Like, I know they left a lot out in the show, but like they really captured enough of her story and enough of you feel bad what? for her, but you don't. Yeah. Like you, you can empathize, but it's totally also like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I empathize with her and yeah. I was like, I get how you came here, but he did just present you with an option. Yeah. I got mad when she didn't away. Leave. Yeah. 
when he gave her the ultimatum and she did not take yeah. it. Yeah. Like she pretended like she was But she would have been hunted still. That's the thing. Yeah. Stargabor would not have given up as we know. <laughs> I would have been the person who killed Stargabor. Not in real life, guys. In the fantasy <laughs> world of the reasons. Witcher. For legal reasons, <laughs> I would never commit murder. Well, so when you first meet Stregobor <laughs> in this story, like, yeah, he seems... It's it's gross. Like, he makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, But you, you don't know the extent of, like, how terrible he is. Yeah, he's awful. They made him more slimy in the show, too. Like, mm. when you're reading the books, he just comes off as this kooky wizard. Yeah. And you're like... He was very slimy in the show. Uh, appropriate. Yeah. Because he's a very slimy character. Is. But... So I really like the this quote from Renfrey from the show. Um, your your cold, deep <clears throat> voice is really coming out right now. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> so more and more I find monsters wherever I go. Yeah. I like that. And she's not referring to the monsters that Geralt hunts, guys. <laughs> no. She's referring to the... Human Humans. monsters. <laughs> the humans. That are freaking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like that quote. That made me, that kind of made me fall in love with her, like in the shows. Like I loved her already. Yeah. But when she said that, I was like, yes, girl. <laughs> me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> you had some quotes you wanted. You had some other quotes. Um, yeah, I have a lot of quotes. <laughs> so one of my favorite quotes from the book, it's along that same line of Renfrey's quote. It's uh People like to invent monsters and monstrosities. They, then they seem less monstrous themselves. Yeah, that's from Geralt, right? Um, yes, it's from Geralt yeah. from The Last Wish, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Ani's doing right now. She's, <laughs> she's hungry, okay? She's you... hungry. <laughs> yeah, that's another theme of the, uh, it's the late games. Well, and the books. It's basically Geralt is a monster hunter. Um, uh, this might be a good segue into my next thing. But he... <laughs> He says he does not hunt people, but like in the games, one of the themes is humans can be more monstrous than the actual monsters. Mm -hmm. And he often gets dragged into these human conflicts. Yeah. And he tries really hard to be neutral, but he rarely ever gets the option to be neutral. Yeah. Because the universe is like, nah, you're not going to be neutral. I have a good Yennefer quote. Why is every car in the freaking realm driving past my house while we record this while the windows open? They want to be on the podcast, (laughs) Kathleen. Kathleen. (laughs) No, I feel like I'm in trouble. (laughs) Kathleen! (laughs) I have a Yennefer quote from the Tower of Swallows that kind of portrays that whole thing you just talked about where the humans are the monsters. They are not demons, not devils. Worse than that, they are people. Yes. 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 Yennefer. She knows what's up. She does know what's up. (laughs) I like, I like... I, I like that whole, that's why I love the book so much is because it does show like, you know, like this is a world of fantasy and monsters that eat people and still the humans can be the and bigger monsters. And the humans monsters. are the, yeah, that's yeah, why I love it the too. The humans are the bigger evil. <laughs> I shouldn't give away that, but I do. No, I mean, that's, that's what I say. Like a, a true good fantasy series is not mm-hmm. just about monsters and magic. It, it uses dragons and magic and monsters um, in a way to distract you from the real horror and it's using these fantastical elements to tell you that story so that you yeah. don't turn away. The horror that exists in the real world, but it's padded with monsters yeah. and magic. Yeah, because it's a little more digestible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was very good, Kat. Good job, Kat. I was really proud of myself. 
<laughs> yeah, it makes it more palatable. Yes. Because otherwise, if you're just reading about the horrors of the world, it's like reading about. That's yeah, why you're I'm just not, reading the news at that point. I'm not into like World War II history because I'm yeah. like, yeah, I know. It's literally she the worst we ever terrible. were yeah. in this world to yeah. each other. So yeah. humans are great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a quote about Geralt trying to remain neutral. Uh, it's from The Blood of Elves. And he says, to be neutral does not mean to be indifferent or insensitive. You don't have to kill your feelings. It's enough to kill hatred within yourself. I have that quote down too. Yes. I love that quote. It's good. That is um, from like a therapy standpoint too. That's literally what you're trying to learn to do when you're getting back in touch with your emotions. It's yeah. like emotions aren't bad. You need no. to feel them. Yeah. Um, you just, you want to get rid of the anger and the anger is often a root of something else yeah usually there's some kind of hurt that's driving the anger yeah there's some form of trauma in your life that you went through. yeah yeah or just you're hurt by somebody's actions so you retaliate in anger as yes. opposed to just addressing the thing that yeah and stopping your and thinking and feeling your feelings and moving on what a concept <laughs> feeling your feelings <laughs> renee brown she has um this saying that's basically like i'm paraphrasing but it's exhaustion is what happens when you're unable to move through the feeling. Yeah. Well, I hello. like that. That's good. <laughs> I was just Hi, watching Grandma. Gemma hit you with her tail as you were saying that. So <laughs> she can hit me with her tail. Just not my tattoo. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> we don't want to hit me that way. Oh my gosh. I have a new tattoo by the way. Yeah, that happened last week. So that was after. Why did you give me the face? I was just thinking, like, <laughs> the listener knew I was getting a tattoo, and now I have my tattoo. She has her tattoo, and it's beautiful. It has dragons. It does. Speaking of dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's pretty. Yeah, Katya did a really good cool. job with the colors. I'm really happy with how she it does, turned out. She does a really good job with, like, shading and mm -hmm. the contrast between light and dark and all that fun stuff. She is fantastic in me basically being like, <laughs> this is my idea and it's not very concrete. Please do something with it. Yeah. And then it's, she does and it's beautiful. I really want, one of these days, I'm just going to be like, look, I, I have this idea, design it. Like, just like, literally, not even yeah. like, I don't care what you do, but I know that you're going to make it fucking yeah. beautiful and I, I need you to do That's this. That's basically, on my body. <laughs> like, for sure, this one. It was just yeah. like three dra little baby dragons with these colors and this text. And yeah. she was like, She's really good about placement, too, and yeah. like <laughs> making it look good on the place that you want it to be. She, it was funny um, because when she put the stencil down initially for the tattoo, she was like, oh, your muscle was up and now it's down and it's like, <laughs> it looks funny. And she like stared at it and then was like, I don't like it. I got to fix it. Yeah. And then so re-stenciled it. That's the amazing <laughs> thing about tattoo artists. And I hate that like people are like, mm, tattoo artists. Like, mm. They're like true artists. Do people and, actually say that? Uh, I, people I know. <laughs> your dad. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> My dad doesn't like tattoos, guys. So here it's we are. It's a generational thing. Yeah. yeah. But um, they're like, true amazing artists and like they take it one step further and put it on the human body and people yeah. like katya kata it's not katya it's kata kata yeah okay. um we, we try to put the russian spin on it um yeah yeah <laughs> she's not russian she's not russian <laughs> she's not russian <laughs> um she she does that she'll sit there and look at it and be like okay well your muscle is like this and oh yes. i don't know and yeah yeah she's amazing and i'm I, she i'll wanted... sit there and be like oh i don't know if they like that and she's like well here's why i put it here and i'm like 
okay, fine. She Bring wanted logic to into it. Make sure it was symmetrical with my other um, shoulder tattoo. So, yeah. And it, yeah, I was like, yeah, I trust you. You do your thing. I drive her crazy because I'm like OCD about certain things. And like, I'm like, I don't know if I like it there. And she's like, well, if I put this here and then this and then this, I was like, yeah, but I don't know if I like it there. Isn't it funny? <laughs> That is the one non-Virgo thing I am about, and you're very OCD about it. Because I'm very much like, I trust you. Like, here's oh, my I idea. I trust her. It's just there's some things. Like, this right here. Like, she didn't put this here. This What's yellow this? part. Sorry. Because we're on a For, verbal on our, sorry. medium. They can, they can figure it out. <laughs> no, it's my Witcher tattoo. And there's a, there's a, um, a paint splatter. The watercolor splatter. Yeah. Um. She didn't put one down below the wolf. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that because it's like there's color all around here. And then there's this like giant empty spot. And she's like, do you want me to put more color? I was like, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> but she's very open. I actually like, agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. made that made it very cyclical. It did. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Um, tattoos. If you're in Arizona, this is free advertising. Yeah. For... AZ Tattoo Asylum. Yeah. <laughs> Kata. Thunderbird Kata? 51st. Kata. Okay. Sure. Sorry. Yes. AZ Tattoo <laughs> Asylum. Um, amazing. I've been telling like anyone yeah. who asks me. Oh yeah. Everyone's to like, go Where'd there. You get your tattoo? I was like, oh my god, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, moving on to the Witcher stuff. <laughs> yeah, moving on to uh, another very strong female character. Guess who I'm going to talk about? Siri. No. Jennifer. Surprisingly, I didn't have much from Siri in here. Really? But do you mind? Stretches! <laughs> Down. You're Must very you cute. be involved? But I'm in the middle of something. He's bud. like, look at my eyes. Oh my god. I'm your so puppy cute. dog eyes. <laughs> so the next Sorry. strong female character I was going to talk about, which is in line with our podcast, is Queen Calanthe. Oh yeah! Calanthe. I like her. Calanthe, known as the lioness of Sintra. So, she, that's another great casting. Oh my show. god, it was like perfect. She is amazing. I cannot read the books now without picturing nope. her. <laughs> um, with Yennefer, like I love the actress on the show, but, but the I game still... Yennefer is in your mind. Yes. 100% well, same. Forever. I love Anya. Yeah. God, I don't know her last name. It starts with a C, but... I, yeah. Anya brings a beautiful vulnerability to mm -hmm. Yennefer that's not present in the books. Yeah. But game Yennefer Badass matches the ferocity of book Yennefer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and this is one of the instances where, like, I'm okay with the differences between book yeah. and show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but with Calante, so when we first meet her, it is at the feast for her daughter in which a marriage prospect is to be chosen for... Um, Pavetta. Pavetta. I don't I was why was I blanking? Pavetta. I was like, you while you were saying that, I was, I was like, like, what the that? fuck's her daughter's name? It starts with a P. Pavetta. <laughs> um, which is quite the role reversal, as we know normally it would involve a man choosing among a horde of young girls to mm -hmm. be his bride. So the short story is called A Question of Price, and it is full of role reversals, with the Queen of Centra herself upending the typical st stereotype of a merciful queen showing soft power she is not soft at she all is not I love her for it <laughs> so calente is not merciful she is not dainty she is a warrior herself having gained notoriety for being a lion on the battlefield by the age of 15 um renfrey even makes reference of calente in the short she just story won her first battle at 13 yes mm -hmm. <laughs> oh it was 13 yeah. yeah she was like i could have been calente had things gone differently yeah. 
So the very first time I read about Calanthe in the books, I was completely caught off guard by how forward and direct she was. Very. <laughs> Calanthe cuts straight through the bullshit with Geralt early on in the story. Um, and it's very refreshing. It is so refreshing, very but refreshing. it's also like you do not read this in fantasy yeah. at all. So Geralt notoriously does not possess the manners of nobility, which dictate a person of so-called lesser stock placate to their betters. He tells Calente flat out that his trade is monsters, and he knows she has commissioned him to do a job that would require killing humans, a thing he simply refuses to do. Mm -hmm. So this is what Calente says, and it's a pretty long paragraph, but I... This was like, I read this and I was just like, oh my God, I, I love, love you. Her. I want to be you. I love her. I would like to have mead with you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thus fate has punished me with too shrewd a witcher. A witcher who, without a shadow of re or respect or, at the very least, of common courtesy, exposes my intrigues and infamous plans, but has in fascination with my beauty and charming personality clouded your judgment? Don't ever do that again, Geralt. Don't speak to those in power like that. Few of them would forget your words, and you know kings. They have all sorts of things at their disposal. Daggers, poisons, dungeons, red-hot pokers. There are hundreds, thousands of ways kings can avenge their wounded pride. And you wouldn't believe how easy it is, Geralt, to wound some ruler's pride. Rarely will any of them take words such as no, I won't, and never calmly. But that's nothing. Interrupt one of them or make inappropriate comments and you'll condemn yourself to the wheel. Damn, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, kings divide people into two categories, those they order around and those they buy, because they adhere to the old and banal truth that everyone can be bought. Everyone. It's only a question of price. Yeah. Which is the name of the short story. Yep. Yep. I, yeah, very blunt and straight to the point. She, yeah, she does not mince her words at all. She is like, no, you are here as my guest. You will respect me. Yeah. You will put on this facade in front yeah. of all of these people. And I have hired you for a job. Yeah. What is your price? So I like, so I don't know if you got this, but when I was reading The Last Wish, um, Geralt came off as very, I don't think naive is the right word, but just very... I know what you're trying to get at. Unaware of the world around him. Like his world is killing monsters and he is very unsure of how to move around in the human world. He is very much a part and doesn't understand the politics and the, the pageantry and the I bullshit. part of it is he just does not care. And yeah. He thinks... Well, in this story with Calanthe, yeah. that very much came across. And like, I was like, oh yeah, like. He just doesn't give a shit about the human world. He, like he he doesn't. He's care not at all. naive. He just he doesn't he doesn't have the time to learn the bullshittery of the human world. I I think he's been around because at this point we know witchers they can grow into hundreds yeah. of years of age, kind of like soldiers. Old. Yeah. So like, isn't he the youngest witcher though? He is. Yeah. Um, as we learned in the I think it was the time of the wolf. Yeah. Um, the witchers, the the concoction used to actually create witchers was destroyed mm -hmm. when Kaer Morin was attacked. But he, um, he's still very old. He's been around quite a while. He's seen politics. He's seen the Game of Thrones played. He's seen dynasties come and go. Yeah. He just doesn't care. Yep. Which it's very interesting. And Calanthe, like she does find it amusing. Um, 
it enrages her, but she finds it amusing yeah. because Which in is a why way, Geralt survived this. <laughs> yeah, in a way, it's a breath of fresh air to a woman who's used to people just seeing her position and her title and adjusting accordingly and mm. not actually talking to her straight. Yeah. But it's also it's dangerous. Yeah. And that's what she's saying. She's saying, you need to be careful. Like, I don't even find it that amusing, but I need you for something right yeah. now. And if you say that to the wrong person, you're going to be killed. Yep. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And this is a thing in life, right? Like you, this was Ned Stark's thing in um, a game of Thrones and a song of ice and fire. He hated the bullshit. Mm-hmm. That was politics. Yeah. Same. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, you have to be aware of the game. Yeah. Even if you don't want to play it, you need to at least be able to function within it so you don't get killed. I would be Geralt in this situation where I would just be like, <laughs> no, fuck your game. Like, I don't want to deal with your game. I don't yeah. time for your game. <laughs> that's, um, why I get, that's why I've gotten in trouble a lot at, at not in this job, but like in the former past. jobs. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely gotten in trouble because, you know, I don't. I don't play your game. Like if you yeah. don't like me, I don't care. I'm not here for you to like me. I'm here to do a job and I do it better than so, you. So like that's, <laughs> that is really how it should be. It's like, you're here to do a job, but you do have to coexist with people. Yeah. You know, I coexist with people rather well. Do it's just, you? there's certain people that i just like refuse to coexist with think, because they don't put the effort forth. I think you've grown in that mm-hmm. aspect. Um, yeah. Cause you're going to, you're going to meet people all the time who you, morally do not agree with yeah. but you still have to work with them yeah and the other thing is they say like never burn your bridges with people no yeah. matter how bad it gets because you never know what's gonna happen 20 years down the line exactly <laughs> yeah um Geralt was not happy with no. being spoken to that way <laughs> and like he didn't respond at first so Kalente goes on to say ah Geralt I speak and you remain silent. We're at a feast. We all want to enjoy ourselves. Amuse me. I'm starting to miss your pertinent remarks and perceptive comments. I'd also be pleased to hear a compliment or two. Homage or assurance of your obedience in whichever <laughs> order you choose. Damn. <laughs> Freaking lover. Yeah, she's so great. <laughs> Geralt thus responds, as he's directed, albeit with sarcasm, that we all know and love. Yep. <laughs> he, um, he praises her beauty and he remarks that it is surpassed only by her wisdom, to which Kalente is quite pleased. She's, She's like, like, all right, all right. Yes, that is the game we <laughs> Good have to job. play here. Um, and then the two continue to exchange the perfunctory pleasantries from that point on, but it is clear that Geralt now sees Kalente as the reader sees her, a formidable queen that is as confident as she is witty and not so easily deterred from obtaining any objective she sets out to accomplish. Um, and Kalante in turn finds that Geralt is more than just a hired thug and can hold his own in a conversation and is more perceptive than she initially gave him credit for. Yep. Um, it's always the quiet ones. When he apologizes, he apologizes for being a boring dinner companion. When they first meet, he's like, I'm not going to be as entertaining as he is yep. other people. And Kalante later says towards the end of their conversation, Geralt, you were wrong. You're a very interesting dinner companion. Yeah. Um, and then as we know, the story continues and Dooney is presented to get, uh, Pavetta. The other thing, having just reread the story that did not happen in the show, when Geralt claims the law of surprise, he does it deliberately in the books. He knows Pavetta is pregnant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But he thinks it's going to be a boy. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, because he wants a witcher. He wants a witcher. Yeah. yeah. So that is um that colors the the series a little differently because mm-hmm. later on he does abandon the child of surprise that he deliberately yeah. wanted. Because it's not a male. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's just very interesting. It's like you you claim this child and then you abandon it. You turned your back on your responsibility. Whereas in the show, it's more kind of like he didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah. And just I mean, bumbling that, that's still, I mean, Yennefer still rips his hide for yeah. abandoning the child's prize. Uh, I think when they're going after the dragon Yeah, and she's like, all I want is a child and you have a child and you're fucking abandoning it. Like a scared little mouse. Sorry, yeah. He's not a mouse, but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. She actually, um, Holds him accountable. Yeah, she does. For his actions. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, indeed. And then Destiny holds him accountable. <laughs> yeah, Destiny's like, hey, I will, uh, Yennefer, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. I love this quote from Calanthe because it is, like, everything. It epitomizes, like, who she is and who she strives to be as far as, like, you know, I'm in a world full of men who are useless. Oh, I think I know the quote. You probably do. Um she says, I bow to no law made by men who never born a child. That's literally my last quote from her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that line too. It's a very good it's line. The show. It's a very empowering line. It's a yeah. very powerful line because it's like, she's like, yeah, all these assholes basically have made all these laws and they've never had a child. They've never they've gone never through childbirth. And had that connection to another human being and yeah. you're making all these ridiculous laws where women I have to create give life. my child over. Women create life, men take it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> Calampe oh. is fantastic. She is, yeah, and like like I, like I we said before, that, that actress nailed it. She, like, yeah. she did such it a good job. It is impossible for me to read, yeah. read it and not picture her. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's great. She did amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. We all know who my favorite Witcher character is, though. Mm, who? I wonder who it could be. Oh, I only so named you my just car yelled after. at me for not having her on the table. We have. She's that here now. That sounds inappropriate. <laughs> I, so obviously it's Yennefer Vengerberg. I've yes. talked about that many a time on this podcast. Um, I love that the little 3D art thing has the unicorn. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'll post pictures. My our friend Josh, he um. Has a 3D printer yeah. and he's a very talented he's painter. So talented. And he made both Rachel and I uh a yeah, set was like you were making me. Yeah. <laughs> a set of I was like, I don't need you to paint my DD characters, but I need that. Yeah. <laughs> a set of 3D printed um Geralt, Siri, and Yennefer little yeah. figurines, and they're the freaking cutest. And I've had them in a box since I got them. Sorry, Josh, because I don't want my little terrorist cats to destroy them because my treasure by my books yes (laughs) on my desk i get to see them every day oh yes so i know you had a a favorite yennefer quote that's also a favorite of mine you Mm. wanna you want me to read it i can read it you can read it hold on i have to find it now i have it right here no i'm reading mine i don't want (laughs) (laughs) wow That's just uh, rude. You okay. can tell it's airy season. Yes. Oh my god. So yes. much chaos. Chaos everywhere. <laughs> so the quote is from Yennefer from Blood of Elves. And she says, remember, magic is chaos, art, and science. It is a curse, a blessing, and progress. It all depends on who uses magic, how they use it, and to what purpose. And magic is everywhere, all around us, easily accessible. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. I like that they call magic chaos. Might be I, because I'm an Aries, but <laughs> I like that they really hone in on the idea too that magic itself is not inherently evil. You get that in a lot of video games yes. where magic is perceived usually by church type figures mm -hmm. as being evil or at least not a source that humans should be tapping into yeah and she's basically saying it's like any other tool of war magic exists it's like, all in yeah. how you use it yeah. and who is using it and to what purpose exactly um which i love i've always loved that that's why i love fantasy series because they often talk about magic as being um in some instances a sword without a hilt mm, i like that like you can wield it you just don't have as much control over it mm -hmm. I have another one from her. So if the ability to make use of experience and draw conclusions decided, we would have forgotten what war is long ago. But those whose goal is war have never been held back nor ever will be by experience or analogy. I have, I had that one. Yeah. I like that quote. I like it too. She's basically saying people who are intent on war, they don't care about logic or They'll reason. They'll never learn from or history experience. or, yeah. yeah. They just, they just want chaos and not the fun kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, a quote from the show that I really liked was, whatever you lack in talent, you make up for in confidence. Just this idea that, like, it, Cleopatra and Catherine de Medici were, like, chess masters at the art of being, like, this is who I am and creating this image out mm -hmm. of nothing and then embodying it. Yep. And then that's how people perceive them. Yeah. Let's see Jennifer too. Same thing. Hell yeah. I love it. Was it... I forget who Geralt was talking about. I just stabbed myself in the head. Don't that do that. Fun. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know why this came up, but it just came into my head as one of the quotes that I really like from the show. Um, For all it brightens, love casts long shadows. Was he talking about Jennifer then? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I like vaguely remember It was either Jennifer or it was... The story of the two siblings and the Striga. Oh, the Striga story. I can't yeah. remember. But anyway, the that that quote makes me so happy because it's true. Love is both a beautiful thing and it can also be a tragic thing. <laughs> you know what? That is a perfect segue. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to involve me reading Great a lot from minds. the books. <laughs> so one of my favorite short stories is called, sorry, yeah. yeah, The Shard of Ice. It's in mm. Sword of Destiny. And in it, Yennefer recalls the story of the Ice Queen mm -hmm. as if kind of comparing it to herself. So she says... Well, so Geralt says, so he says, I'm traveling with you, Yun, because the harness of my sleigh got entangled, caught up in your runners, and a blizzard is all around me, and a frost. It's cold. And Yennefer says, warmth would melt the shard of ice in you, the shard I stabbed you with. Then the spell would be broken, and you would see me as I really am. Damn. And there's more. <laughs> <laughs> this is the story where, I know we talked about it in the past, um, the show seems to be going on a trajectory where it's just Yennefer and Geralt. Mm -hmm. They have likely this very monogamous relationship going forward. He even rejects Triss when he's yeah. not at all involved with Yennefer. Mm -hmm. um, and in the books, uh, Geralt sleeps around a lot. Yes. And <laughs> Yennefer, especially in the Shard of Ice story, 
she's like double timing him. She's also involved with Eastred. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Um, and then that's when Eastred and Yerolt Yerolt. Yerolt. <laughs> and Geralt meet and um they're both jealous of one another and they have the duel mm-hmm. in the alleyway and Geralt is so depressed that it's almost like he's trying to kill himself yeah. in this duel. And Easter's like, I can't do that. I know like I would lose her forever if I did that to you. Yeah. And when he comes back from the duel, it's basically like they both know Yennefer and Geralt, that is. At least for now, they're going to be done because she also wants to be free yeah she doesn't want to be tied down at least at this Mm -hmm. juncture in the story that changes but she says it's a symbol and our sleigh ride is the pursuit of a dream which is unattainable for i the elf queen desire warmth that is my secret which is why every year my sleigh carries me amidst a blizzard through some little town and every year someone dazzled by my spell gets their harness caught in my runners every year Every year someone new, endlessly, because the warmth I so desire at the same time blights the spell, blights the magic and the charm. My sweetheart, stabbed with that little icy star, suddenly becomes an ordinary nobody, and I become, in his thought-out eyes, no better than all the other mortal women. Wow. That, damn. <laughs> yeah. The, that That is the, the crutch of the books. It's like, Everything is so beautifully written and you're just like, I need a minute to like process that. (laughs) You think about that, like Yennefer, and I would say up to this point in the books, like we've said, Yennefer is unyielding. Mm -hmm. She is tempestuous. She is damn right difficult to be around and a little bit unlikable. And you just think she only cares about herself. And then she doesn't, you get this. um, She's very self-aware. She's like, I want love. Yeah. I do want love. She is the the she self sabotages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she is she is the product of she has had so many people walk all over her and treat her awful yeah. and just she she can't bring herself to she wants that so badly, but the trauma of everything that's happened to her in the past keeps rearing its ugly head and she doesn't trust it or herself. To go forward this with this is it. also relatable. Yeah, that's probably why. Well, I that's love why it. that I think that is the main reason you and I love Yennefer so much is because she is exactly like we are, where we crave, like she says, we crave that the warmth, that relationship the and the connection, but we also value our freedom and our individuality, and more often than not, nowadays when you're in a relationship, you kind of lose a piece of that individuality and that freedom because you're now with someone. And it's like, well, we, that's all attachment theory. You but don't have we to lose haven't, yourself. but we haven't found that other yeah. person who wants the same type of relationship that we want, where it's like, I will love you and I will like go to bat for you and I will die for you, but I will also kill you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> know that i want that <laughs> no <cat>. i'm kidding <laughs> well uh, <laughs> and and this has been a lot of my own work in therapy um before you can do that with anybody else you have to be able to do that with yourself exactly um, i'm working on it yeah by myself it's probably so not my best but <laughs> well i mean no eventually mm-hmm. if you want a connection you have to go yeah connect it's up to put the feelers out there <laughs> people put the um, line out <laughs> yeah i just i love i think that's probably the most vulnerable we see we we see yennefer without 
the armor. Yeah. She's like, I do want love. I just don't trust the people yeah. who get caught up in my sleigh because they're not seeing me as yeah. I actually am. They're seeing. Well, and because everyone who's been caught up in my sleigh wants something out of me that I just yeah. don't feel like giving them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then but then... I, I love Jennifer because she is, she stands by her she, boundaries and yeah. does not, she's immovable when she needs to be and vulnerable when she doesn't need to be. And Is she vulnerable? Sometimes. Very rarely. Very rarely, but it still happens. <laughs> Another quote, I know I've said this on the podcast, but it fits with what we're talking about. She says, I'm not heartless. I've just learned how to use my heart less. Yes. Another thing, unrelated, it's a Yennefer quote, but unrelated to love. Mm -hmm. um, I love this quote. She says, working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. Girl, stop it. <laughs> that's very true. Never. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, the books are great. Yeah. Um, the books yeah. are great. I got to reread them. I listen to most of the books, like on audiobook. And yeah. oh my God, the guy who reads them, <laughs> he's got a beautiful, oh, okay. gruff, like, good Welsh voice okay. accent thingy Thank happening. And it's, ooh, it's great. <laughs> um, talk a little bit about the show uh, with Yennefer. So like, I think season one, we knew, we knew, well, I knew Henry was going to be great as Geralt. I know a lot of people were like, I, don't know I about was this. one of those ones who was yeah. like, he is far too fucking beautiful to be Geralt. Like, there's no way they can gruff him up. And then that picture came out. I was like, God damn it. I, I just, <laughs> I remember him from the tutors. So I, I knew like, he, he could do be... it as an actor, but yeah. I didn't know that he could do it as a, a face. <laughs> I love the fact that he's such a book nerd too. That makes me happy. I, I was either reading something or I heard it on a podcast talking about how. Um, like he showed up to, uh, like hair and makeup and clothing to get dressed yeah. as Geralt and they, they presented his clothes to him and he was like, this isn't dirty enough. I'm like, no, we, we put it in the dirt. He like, dirty rolls enough. in mud. And he rolled. Yeah. He like, he was like, no, like it <laughs> needs to be dirtier. And yeah, he yeah. ended up like rolling in mud. That's perfect. It's like, great. I, I love, love uh, Freya who plays Siri. Um, she was like, yeah, he's like our, our witcher Bible. Like, yeah, he'll freaking quote the book and know the exact page that that quote came I from. I love that and... he's a book nerd. <laughs> yeah. He's Henry, a, Henry Cavill, if you were ever listening to this, I love you she and I want to you marry you. And it's weird. No, I'm just <laughs> I don't have a picture of you in a magic mirror on my desk at work. I do. I do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh man. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to just like, I don't ever like slip into anyone's DMs, but I've wanted to send him a message on Instagram so bad just to be like, hey, um, I'm shooting my shot. You're awesome. No, do I would, it. I would do it more intelligently. <laughs> she would. I, after season two, I really wanted to message and just be like, you did a fucking fantastic job with the show. Like, thank you so much. Do it. Do you know how many actors probably would enjoy the shit out of him? Being probably being one of them, like, are should you kidding? It? You should, should do, do it, it listener. <laughs> yes, because I feel like a lot of people think Mrs. that Cavill, it's like, how did the two of you meet? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I can answer this one for her. <laughs> oh, Rachel Cavill. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rachel Marie Cavill. I go Mayor Cavill. No, Cavill Mayor. <laughs> They hyphenate it. <laughs> okay. We need to pause so Rachel can plan her uh, so I've always, wedding. I've legit always wanted um, like a gamer boyfriend. 
who was into my type of games yeah like a play with them like have the side by side (laughs) um like game consoles and tvs oh my god his and hers gaming (laughs) yes um henry i'm single i don't think you're single i don't know we'll change that oh Um, my god (laughs) (laughs) anyway oh shit um no, I think you should do it. I think you think I, should I think it? not enough people tell actors truly that they did a really good yeah. job. I that's think. what I would say. I would just yeah. like you've you've brought these books um, and the games. He's he's brought it, Henry. If you're listening, Henry, you, honey, you've brought it <laughs> to life in a way I never imagined would happen. Thought was possible. Yeah, and thank you because yeah. it brings so much joy to my yeah. life. It does, and I so love you. <laughs> I would have your babies. I wouldn't. I'm getting too old. <laughs> You're not too I will old. have cats with you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I will have cats babies. I was like, whoa, this is getting weird. <laughs> I will have cats um, with you. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the actress who plays Yennefer uh, really stole the show, I think, in season one. Mm-hmm. And I know I was a little disappointed. A lot of people were a little disappointed by the season two storyline just because it yeah. takes her so damn long to get her magic. Yeah. But um, the other point of contention for a lot of people was how she dealt with the deathless mother and the fact that she almost gave Siri. Yes. And I was like, I, I get it. Yeah. But also of the three women, Frangilla and Francesca, Yennefer held out the longest Mm -hmm. um and the reality is everyone who comes into contact with Siri is going to be tested their loyalty Mm -hmm. is going to be tested and in the end (laughs) right up to the very end when she's about to give the girl away uh you know she she turns back I know a lot of people were like no I'll never forgive her and I'm like if you were in that situation like really think about it yeah you you don't have family she didn't know Siri she wasn't Siri's mother at that point let's, like, let's even take the fact that it's Siri it's still a child you're giving yeah, away true <laughs> true okay. I'm gonna I'm not gonna be too big of a Yennefer apologist but yeah like really think about this she has no family mm-hmm. right she has nothing really literally has no family she has a few friends yeah um that she keeps at a distance she keeps at a di- distance um she's estranged with Geralt so there's there's no romance and her purpose in life is her magic. That is the one thing that gave her purpose and joy yeah. and she lost it. And so she's, you know, just like every Desperate. character, yeah. she's just trying to find purpose. Right. Yeah. And this ancient evil comes along and is like, Hey, dangles it in front this of her. Child, yeah. Pass um, over the child and everything will be fine. Well, she, the deathless mm-hmm. mother initially offered her power because yeah. back in season one, that's what Yennefer wanted. And yeah. then she picked up on the fact like, Oh no, you you just want your magic back. Mm-hmm. You you feel like you have no purpose in life. Oh, you you tried to kill yourself at yeah. one point. And that's that's what's dangled and that's what gets Yennefer. Yeah. Um but yeah, so the actress who played Yennefer totally stole season one. I would say season two was stolen by two people for me. Both women. Siri, the girl who played Siri. Siri, Siri, yeah, Freya was amazing. She did a really especially good job. that last episode. Oh yeah. Um, and the other one was the actress who plays Frangilla. Yes. That scene. Where she poisoned the Nilfgaard generals and got Kahir and just came in like ruthless and yes. bling face and was like, um, she says something. The thing I, mm-hmm. I forgot about um, Artuza is how they taught us poisons. Yes. And she's like, 
basically taking control of her own destiny in the worst possible way of yeah, course yeah. but it was still <laughs> i was just like damn this actress is good because damn, that was not showcased in season yeah. at all that came her whole season like she's like wow she's yeah. good good casting it indeed was a very little delayed casting. but yeah. It, yeah yeah it was very delayed i wasn't i wasn't a fan of her up until that that scene and i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> it was a lot of um mm-hmm. wonderful nuance too because you kind of you don't really know with Fringilla what she wants. Yeah. She's helping the elves and it's like, okay, is this a means to an end? You're allying with them because it's convenient, but you don't necessarily fully believe in it. She teases that. She even told Francesca, like we're taught um, at Artuza basically how to make people think you're allied with them. Yeah. How to use people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even Kahir is like, do you really care about this child? And you can see Frangela is trying to convince herself that that's her motivation. But no, she she also wants power. She wants mm-hmm. to find her own purpose in life and yeah. um, stand on her own, her own shoulders. And again, it's one of those, like, do the ends justify the means? Probably not. But I think it's still relatable. She yeah. did fantastic. She did a very She's good amazing. job. Very good job. Should look up her name. Mimi... Nid Nidwenny. I'm sorry, I'm saying that. Nidwenny. I yeah, it's a Nidwenny. It's an interesting last name. Um, Mimi. Yeah, freaking fantastic. She was amazing. Yeah, she did a very good job. I have other quotes. I you want to talk about Siri? Yeah. So yeah, you go ahead. Don't only have the one quote. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I only have. I think I only have a couple quotes from her, but um, you kind of see Siri grow up grow into herself throughout the whole book she gets dark yeah she gets dark she gets Renfrey dark yes she does um and i wasn't sure this Mm -hmm. i wasn't sure freya could pull it off but after um season the season two finale i was like oh yeah oh yeah she'll do great she'll kill it (laughs) (laughs) um one of the quotes i really liked from siri uh it's from the tower of swallows and she says no one wants to suffer but yet it is our lot and some suffer more, not necessarily by choice. The point is not the bearing of suffering. The point is how it is born. You just took my one quote. Fuck. No, Sorry. it's great. No, 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 it's good. Yeah, I freaking love that. Yeah, that's... It's like, we all have trauma. Yeah. And the fact that it's coming from a kid. Yeah, like she's like 16 or 17 yeah. at that point. Yeah. 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 Who was yeah. born a lot of trauma. By that point, it was... Ugh, it's bad. It gets dark. I'm warning yeah, you now. It's it going to get dark with Siri. It is going um, to get dark, and it is... We're all here for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love that quote. I think that's... There's a song lyric that's, we all have sizable scars, and that's why I try to be empathetic towards people. I'm not mm-hmm. going to keep you in my life if you're an asshole, but I do yeah. understand that usually when people are assholes, it's because yeah. they have all that unresolved trauma. Mm-hmm. I like this quote from Geralt. I'm kind of moving away from Siri, sorry, but no, that didn't. kind of plays into this. Yeah. It, uh, he says in Blood of Elves... Mistakes are also important to me. I don't cross them out of my life or memory. I, and I never blame others for them. Yes. That's why I love Geralt. Because Geralt is very much like personal accountability. Yes. That's why he hates the humans so much. And me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of you, um, I, I wrote a quote that reminded me of you. And ooh, okay. it comes from Zoltan. So he says, were I to attempt to be good to everyone, to the entire world, and to all the creatures living in it, it would be a drop of fresh water in the salt sea. In other words, a wasted effort. Thus, I decided to do specific good, good which would not go to waste, and good to myself and my immediate circle. I love that yeah. quote. <laughs> That's from the book Baptism of Fire. That's a very good quote because it's true. I mean, like, you know, you, 
you want to be great and awesome to everyone, but really, like it says, fresh of fresh of salt water. Jesus Christ, drop the fresh water in salt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as long as you are good to the people who matter, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, but who determines the people who matter? That's the people the who matter to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying be an asshole to everyone, but... <laughs> I'm all about... We've talked about it before. This is the difference between you and me. The kindness to everybody, but also like understanding boundaries. And if you're mm -hmm. dealing with people who just aren't receiving it, I'm not going to waste my time with them. Yeah. But yeah. I am going to try to give people the initial benefit of the doubt because... Yeah we're all growing and changing. Hopefully yeah. not everybody's growing and changing, but I do believe people can change. It's just, again, choosing to be good, to do good deeds or good things and bad things. That is a choice you make every single day mm -hmm. you wake up. Yeah. So I love one of the things that gives me great joy in life is to make people laugh. That's I thought you were going to say to make people cry. Also, that, but we don't <laughs> talk about that out loud. No, <laughs> no like I, I love, making people laugh and putting a smile on people's faces. Like, yeah. so that's, that's kind of where my kindness comes from is like, it's kind of a little selfish cause it makes me happy, but like, it's, I mean, it gives you purpose. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, that's, that's where my kindness comes from is trying to make people laugh and like seeing, you know, someone looks Offering like they're not, levity. you know, you're, they're not having a great time. And like, I try really hard because I've been the person left out before to, to include other people yeah but at the same time like i'm only gonna go so far to include you you have to take a step too and like i yeah. run into that at work where get to meet you halfway i've tried really hard to to get this person you know to feel included but they're always a step apart and yeah i can't get them to take that final step and they're one of those who it's everyone else's fault that they're not included and i'm just like i can't help you and I've kind of like, yeah, know, given up on that. But you get out of the world, the energy you put into it. And if mm -hmm. you're constantly saying people are leaving me out, take a step back and ask yourself, are you trying to be inclusive? Yeah. Are you putting yourself out yeah. there to be included? Or are, are you, you saying standing yes to things? in the corner yeah. feeling sad for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I have a Vesemir quote that I love. And I think he says it. I'm pretty sure he says it to Siri. Uncle Vesemir. <laughs> Sure. Uh, when you know about something, it stops being a nightmare. When you know how to fight something, it stops being so threatening. Yeah. That's a very it's taking the mystery away from the, the boogeyman yeah. that scares you at night. Exactly. Yeah. And then finding the tools to destroy the boogeyman. <laughs> uh, there's also, it's kind of a Siri quote, but it's not her quote, but it's said to her. Uh, you've mistaken the stars reflected on the surface of a lake at night for yeah. the heavens. Yes. That is such a pretty quote. It is very beautiful. I am so obsessed with quotes that involve stars <laughs> and the universe and all that stuff. Um, what you got? One of my favorite quotes is about, honestly, just the beauty of a good story, which is what we're talking about yes. here and why it resonates. So Geralt says this. Um, Actually, no, this is not what I was thinking, but I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> no, it is. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. There's two different things about stories, but the first one, the, the like heartwarming one is, um, but do you know when stories stop being stories? The moment someone begins to believe in them. Yes. I was going to say that one. I'm really happy you got to it. <laughs> and then this one just made me laugh. It's apparently from Season of Storms. Which You're totally is about to say, yep. The one I... Do you want to read it? Because uh, I think it's funny and it's kind of about me. Is it that one? 
or is it a different it's one? It's that one, yeah. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Do you want to read it? It just made me laugh because I was like, ouch, but touche. Ouch, exactly. <laughs> I thought it was very relevant for our podcast yeah. too, <laughs> which yeah. is why I wrote Go it ahead. down. Uh, a story is largely false account of largely trivial events fed to us by historians who are largely idiots. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yes. <laughs> like nailed, Fair. nailed it. Like on the head. Okay, fine. <laughs> the, the trivial moments are the most fun though. Like again, I loved, I re-listened to the Jean the Queen episode. Jean the Queen! It was really good. Like kudos to us. Yeah. Kudos um, to us for sure. But I love that she's this like, she was this, the leader of a uh, religious movement that was coming up in France. But like my favorite parts of her story have nothing to do with that. It was like her being dragged down the aisle as a child, yeah. and just like kicking and screaming and She's not like, wanting to do your it. Yeah. Marriage. <laughs> just gives it character. Yes. Yes. So I remember like there's, there were a lot of like good, like one liners from the show that of course I forgot to write down. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Same. like that, <laughs> The show did a very, the, the writers did a very good job with those one-liners that just like, damn, you've just hit my soul. Like, yeah. can you stop for five minutes? <laughs> yeah, the, the writers are very good. Yeah. They have a pretty decent um, mixed group of people too, of like men and women and like uh, people of color too yeah. that are all contributing. So yeah. you just, you get this very um, rich and diverse. Full-bodied. Yeah. yeah. Yes, full-bodied. Full-bodied script, yes. Full-bodied. <laughs> wine i don't know <laughs> it, is, um, it goes down like a good glass of wine for sure there's <laughs> another quote i came across that i really liked um it's not yennefer speaking but it's another enchanter speaking to siri and it's an enchantress always takes action wrongly or rightly that is revealed later but you should act be brave seize life by the scruff of the neck believe me little one you should only regret inactivity indecisiveness and hesitation you shouldn't regret actions or decisions, even if they occasionally end in sadness and regret. Mm -hmm. I had that. I had I had seen that one, and I was like, "Ooh, this is so good!" But I kind of figured you would grab it. So, <laughs> well, so I'm glad you did. did that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think um, there was another. I actually took a. I went back through my Instagram because the first time I was reading the series, I like took pictures of pages that really mm -hmm. stuck out Resonated. to me. Yeah, so this is one. Um, it's not a spoiler anymore. You all know if you've seen season two, how uh, Pavetta's husband, Siri's father, Dooney, yes. is the Emperor that Hilfgaard. That reveal was, it was so perfect. great. It was so good. And the fact that they ended it on that reveal, I was like, hell yes. It like, was, yeah. Goddamn cliffhanger, but hell yes. I wasn't sure they were going to reveal it so early because yeah. in the books... It takes a while. It's like the last couple right it's literally like the last main book yeah yeah and i'm gonna read some of that that's what i'm gonna end on but in the books you know emperor amir is looking for siri um because he wants to marry her and then Geralt <laughs> figures out it's her father it's her father Ooh. and he has that he confronts him Ooh. Yeah, so I don't think they're going to go that route in the show. I wonder why. But uh, so dumb that we shy away from things like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once Geralt confronts Amir, it, there's this huge battle that takes place. And I really do hope some form of this ends up on the show because mm -hmm. it was really cool to read about. Yeah. This is what he says to Amir. Thank you for the conversation, Dooney. I'm grateful that you were willing to devote your time to me. But I cannot delay any longer. I am very tired. 
I watched the death of my friends who followed me here to the end of the world. They came to rescue your daughter, not even knowing her. Apart from Kahir, none of them even knew Siri. But they came here to rescue her, for there was something in her that was decent and noble. And what happened? They found death. I consider that unjust. And if anyone wants to know, I don't agree with it. Because a story where the decent ones die and the scoundrels live and carry on doing what they want is full of shit. I don't have any more strength, Emperor. Summon your men. Damn. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good part. He's just so hopeless at that point. He's like, if I have to die, I'll die. I'm I'm tired. I'm done. This is like, if this is the end of the road, let it it be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, uh, they, he wins the fight. Yeah, he does. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like a lot of people die. It's yeah. Sad. Yeah. I forgot a lot. Yennefer has an epic fight with, I uh, probably shouldn't say who it is, but. Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like the bad guy of the. Oh, yep. Outside. I like the fight between those two on the bridge, uh, Art- yes. Artusa, at Artusa. Yeah. That I think that's going to be next season. I hope so because oh, yeah. I cannot wait for that scene. That whole thing is going to be really good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. I just want to talk about real Speaking quick. Speaking of all of that. Yeah. Eratusa. Uh, like, I really love Tissaia DeVries. DeVries? DeVries. And I think the actress who played her did a phenomenal job. I think that's another instance where just like the actress for Calente, um, when I get to that point in the books again, like she's going to be who I She picture. is the she's, face of Tissaia for sure. She like yeah. brought Tissaia to life. Yeah. I hate the way Tissaia's story ended. I, I, I honestly I had to was look mad. It I was like, I was annoyed that that's the way it ended, but it also does make sense. I remembered something happened because I knew she wasn't part of the Sorceress's Lodge. Mm-hmm. We won't go into too many too many details but yeah i was like she's not in the sorceress's lodge what the hell happened and i looked it up again and i was like oh fuck yep i feel like Tissaia sees a lot of herself in yennefer and that's kind of why she took her under her wing yeah and and yeah she, stuck she with says her. that she was yeah. like i was stubborn just like you yeah stubborn and and standoffish and keeps people at a distance yeah. and things Except like that for the wrong people yeah to say oh damn it oh. <laughs> but i just i really liked that that um that mentor mentee i don't know the word uh between to and yennefer it was a very good part of the book and they did a very good job with it in the show i like her her trajectory in the show so far too because mm-hmm. she starts off really just trying to be this neutral force mm-hmm. um with the school and looking out for her girls and by the end of season two she's the head of the uh can't remember what it's called she's the one working with the kings and queens of the north oh yeah yeah what the lodge but no no because it becomes the the sorceress's lodge Lodge, yeah it's just the women yeah (laughs) because fuck the wizards fuck the wizards (laughs) they all suck (laughs) um the brotherhood yes the brotherhood yeah she she becomes leader of the brotherhood and she like fully steps into the role she does but we know where that path leads. So upsetting. That was a cool scene. It was nice seeing all the northern lords. Mm-hmm. It was Queen Queen Maeve, right? Mm-hmm. I love how she was like, "That's vicious, even for me." <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have uh, tattoos that which are tattoos. I think yes, we have matching. We have the matching tattoos. We have the matching tattoos. Jennifer. Well, so it's the sigil from season one episode eight which was the finale which combined yennefer's 
Obsidian Star, Geralt's Wolf, and Ceres Sparrow. Mm -hmm. We have that, and then we each have our own Yennefer cut. Yeah, and we have the color, the our, the watercolor uh, is their eyes. It their represents eye their eye colors. Yeah. Uh, and then, so we were both originally going to get Reserve Your Chaos, um, yeah. because that's what Taseya says to um, Yennefer. Yennefer. Um, and I really like that. And it resonated with me because I'm an Aries <laughs> and I could do with a little reservation sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you, and I'm a Virgo and I need to, yeah, you need to let your chaos explode every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> I need to let loose. Yeah. yeah. But no, this is like probably one of my favorite tattoos of mine. Tattoos. Like I love it. I'm like, I love you. And I love you. And I love you. And I see my ankle and I'm like, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite tattoos. So yeah. So that's, that we designed that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So the, that is our, great. our, our Witcher. Witcher love. Yeah. Everything. We love every. We're obsessed. I really want to replay the games because I was, so I didn't realize that like. It, you haven't done the DLCs. No, I have not. They're so fucking good. They're like some of the best DLCs I've ever played. I just don't have the attention span. You haven't dealt with the Mirror Man, who no. is such an interesting villain. <laughs> so the Mirror Man, I think, oh, you do meet him in The Witcher 3. You play, I think you play Gwent with him. So I didn't play The Witcher 3 like it's supposed to be played. Okay. I know. So I struggle with open world because... I am a child and I get bored easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and... didn't get past the first. No, you did get. No, I just, I, I, I started off, you know, cause you, you had told me like, get all the question marks, go to all the question marks. Yeah, and so you can level up. I'm a very much a storyline person. Like I yeah. like the storyline. I want to just play right through. And the so story I is so good. And did that. I pissed Yana for the fuck off because I didn't know that if you left Skellige. Oh Yeah. Without. And you didn't go meet her that she would get really mad at you. <laughs> so I'm just like, why are you mad at me? And you I like tried to, to have go back. the sex scene on the no! unicorn. <laughs> I was like going through playthroughs oh and I'm god. like, oh my god, look at all this shit that I missed. Yeah. Like I Jennifer was mine. Like I 100 percent would always choose Jennifer, but like I made her so mad when I left Skellige that she You was, didn't even get the option. I didn't get shit yeah oh, damn <laughs> so you i have to go the ice shard Yennefer. i did so i have to go back through and play the games and actually See, like devote the 500 hours that it will take to finish that game <laughs> when i played the game um i boinked tris in the lighthouse and i didn't realize oh I, <laughs> I didn't realize well i got bamboozled i yeah. didn't I, I thought i'm like i'm just being nice to you and suddenly i'm in a lighthouse with her. yeah what the hell? I, I didn't realize because you don't actually say like yeah i want to be with you if yeah. you just say yeah i'll stay with you tonight i didn't realize that blocked you in oh no. and then i just ignored her the rest of the game and i was mean to her oh no and i romanced yana first so i got the ending in in the vanilla game mm -hmm. where um, Triss and Yennefer team up on Geralt pretending to have a threesome yeah. and then they leave him like tied up, <laughs> which was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if I would go through it again, having read the books, um, it would just be Yennefer all the way. And Triss yep. is just like, nope, you're just my little sister. Yep. I don't care about you. Yep. They will not kiss you. I did not like Triss in the games. And then I read the books and I was like, what is the point of this character other than to follow 
Geralt was like a puppy like dog. like a puppy love hearts in her eyes like fully losing herself yeah yeah um I, I will say I like um especially season two Tris I like yes. what they did with her yeah um it was the first time her hair chestnut in oh my season god two. I know I was like oh <laughs> she looks like so Tris happy Tris Tris um <laughs> people were so mad with season one because it was I like was where's her red crazy. hair <laughs> We had we had a conversation because you're like, well, chestnut isn't. I was like, have you ever seen a well, chestnut horse? Somebody like somebody on a dating app yeah. argued with me, like, well, chestnut is technically blah blah blah, and I'm like, her hair's fucking red. Yeah, no, chestnut. If <laughs> have you, you look played at the games, you look at a true chestnut mare. That thing is red. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Segwayed into our non-ending. <laughs> I mean, it's a relaxed episode um so we have a we have a random question a random that we were question. gonna do last episode we were gonna but, do it like two episodes ago, yeah we were too long. held on to it yeah. and we just figured it would be appropriate for this episode so our random question and you listener can also answer this um of these five things what do you value the most and you can rank it however you want or um but it's basically respect money love time or power what do you value the most hell yeah so i think mine would be time and respect and then love would follow closely behind why because <laughs> i'm not saying that to attack you I'm no it's curious. fine well i i uh, i i value respect because of how i was raised and respect is something that you have to earn but it's also something that you should give people whether you know them or not mm -hmm. and it's something i guess i should say it's something you you should earn but it's something that you can lose very easily yeah and um i don't know i just i think it's it resonates with me more when you have someone's respect versus when you have someone's love interesting yeah love seems more unconditional yeah well, yeah. true love. Yes, true love is unconditional. Yeah. But respect is something that, you know, if you have it, you know you've earned it. Yeah. From that person and you've done good by the right by that person. So yeah. I, I I I very much value respect. And then time. So <laughs> one of the big things that triggers my anxiety is time, which yeah. you would yes. think is not real because I'm late everywhere I go. <laughs> It would give me anxiety because you would be late, and I'm a Virgo, and uh -huh. I, I've got—I've actually like relaxed on that. But, yeah. yeah, but I—I I very much value my time, and um, I don't give my time to people freely. And yeah, yeah, you have to—you have to earn my time. Well, your time is valuable. <laughs> yes, time is yeah. very valuable, and I definitely pick and choose who I give my time to, and I mostly just give my time to myself and my pets. <laughs> <laughs> And it makes sense. That's what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's where your peace is. Yeah. And then, and then love, I mean, you know me, I'm not very romantic. I am when I write, which is fun, but <laughs> <laughs> in real life, I'm not very romantic. Um, I've never really loved anyone romantically. You've never trusted yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, I'm still working on loving myself. So here we are, but it's a thing where we should all work on. Yeah, but I definitely <laughs> power and money don't really mean much to me. I think power and money corrupt enough. Probably why like 
get along with you. Yeah. I, I don't care yeah. for power. Power makes people fools and money makes people you are monsters. Fools. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would say money makes people fools and power makes people monsters. It can go either way. <laughs> My two, well, two. So the two I value most are love and time. Mm-hmm. Um, time's up there because without time, you don't have anything else. Yeah, time true. is a precious commodity. Um, I very much value my time. Same thing as you. Like I don't give my time away to just anybody and I, cause I don't have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So, and also for me, if I'm, if I'm with somebody, um, I don't mean like romantically, just if I'm present with somebody, I want to be present. Yeah. I want to be able to give, um, the best of myself. And I can't do that if I'm constantly giving myself to everybody and that's one way you can ease i don't get offended but it the one way you can offend me and offend me to the point where i'm like livid is not valuing my time like being yeah. on the phone when you're with me or like yeah not giving you've me called me out on that in the past yeah no but that's good i yeah. think that's something we could all yeah learn Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that is no. one thing that you, yeah. if you want to, if you want to yeah. know how to offend Kat. <laughs> That's, that was me too. I remember like I would be um, out to like dinner or lunch with my ex-boyfriend and he would be like playing games on his phone and I'd be like, why am I here yeah, why am if I you're here? not even going to pay attention to yeah, me? Yeah, I'll just go home and read. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm also, um, I'm working on it. It's, it's a thing I've worked on in therapy and I, it doesn't bother me as much anymore, but if if somebody cancels on me, um, sorry, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing because it's me. No, but it's not you because you yeah. take the time. Yes. <laughs> to explain the situation. It doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be a big explanation, especially yeah. if you're going through something. But like if, if I am making time to, if I'm taking the time to schedule something with yeah. you, barring an emergency, I, I know my limits. It's it's very important for me to show up. So if, if somebody cancels on me and doesn't even give me the courtesy of um, an explanation, doesn't yeah. even have to be detailed, just like, hey, like, I was really looking forward to this, but, you know, I would like to reschedule. I have X going on. It's like, okay, you took the time to at least tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, am getting over that because literally nobody owes you their yeah. time. But it is, it's something I value so when I come across people who don't value it as much, I'm just like, I'm not yeah. interested in. I've definitely, I, well, yeah. I, I think I've gotten better about not canceling to people who I know won't get. Well, and it's like I've told you in the past, because you've asked me before, like, is it okay to cancel? Not even on me. And I was mm-hmm. like, you need to take care of yourself before anything. But if you do make it a pattern and a habit, you can't blame other people if they stop no. reaching out to you. Yeah. And I don't. Like, I, yeah, I I make it a point when I start hanging out with people that I am not good at hanging out. I am not good at being out and about and doing things. Like I would much rather prefer like you come to my house and we hang out at my house and you're a homebody. Yeah. I'm very much a homebody. I'm I'm comfortable in my home. I'm you'll get more of me and the more authentic me if, we're somewhere where I'm comfortable. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, I'm a different person when I make plans. <laughs> yeah. And then if that day comes and I just, I'm not here for it, I will tell you, mm-hmm. I won't give you an excuse. I'll just tell you, look, I, I can't do this today. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not something I want to do today. We can reschedule. I'm not guaranteeing it's going to happen, but <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am very upfront and honest about that part of my personality and but that then, has a lot to do with my anxiety but that 
But then that's definitely up to you. If you want to keep a friendship going, then you're going to have to make the effort to reach out to other people. Yeah. I do understand that from an anxiety perspective. And I will say like with therapy, um, we've worked through a lot of my anxiety. I don't feel it to the degree that I used to, which That's has amazing. been nice. Yeah. Well, now I'm working through some avoided stuff yeah. and now I'm like, how do I get past this? I don't yeah. even have the motivation, but um, yeah, the anxiety thing is a real thing and mm-hmm. totally get that. That's mm-hmm. why like, you just tell me, yeah. like, don't just bail on me and yeah. not say anything. Oh, I can't say when people ghost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You can even just, capriciously be like oh I'm not in the mood for it today like just dismissively and that's where I'm just like that's just rude yeah okay why am I trying to be your friend (laughs) right Um, (laughs) but no I definitely I make time for the people that make time for you time for yeah yeah Yeah. so I would say close behind um time and love love just because again this world is is terrible enough if you find people who and love is not just romantic it's there's all different kinds of love just it makes life a little easier um the other one is respect Mm -hmm. and then money is far below that and that's just because we need it to survive in society demands we have it to power i guess is at the very very end of it yeah yeah well that's a good um, question by the way I found it on TikTok. Yeah. It was you. Somebody was saying they, they ask it on their like um, dating profiles. That's a good question. Like, That's a good question yeah. to ask them because you'll learn their values. Yeah. Person who says power first, you're like, bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you want to stick around, um, I'm going to read a page. I'm going to read like a full page from The Witcher. <laughs> but um, in the meantime, you've been Gave listening great joy. <laughs> to Difficult Damsels. Um, I hope you enjoyed this just casual laid-back episode about one of our favorite things. So we will give you guys a warning. We don't know what the next month is going to look like for myself and for Rachel. Um, we might have an episode. Depends on if cat gets her shit together uh, <laughs> in two weeks. If we don't, um, just know we'll come back at you. Yeah. It we'll, might be a month or so. Yeah. We'll give you good content when we come back, but Rachel needs yeah. a break. And yes. I don't think we've had one since we started. We like really legitimate, haven't. So. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to take a break and yeah. be humans and then come back to you guys and, and be more humans. give you all the stories <laughs> and <laughs> it'll be great fun. Rachel's going to go home and visit her family yes. and friends yeah. and I'm just going to exist and play Elden Ring yes. and get played by it. Wow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you have any suggestions for us or want to say hi, berate me on my French. Do not berate Rachel for her <laughs> French. I already did it enough in the episode and I'm not even French. <laughs> you can reach us at difficult.damsels at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Difficult Damsels the Podcast. And um, rate, review, and subscribe because it's how we get our podcast out there. Hell yeah. Okay. And hopefully by the time you <laughs> see this episode, I will have posted a picture of Thor. You will. And I'm poke you. Okay. Don't poke me. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell people that out loud. That's weird. <laughs> and our little figurines that our beautiful friend Josh made for us. And yes. my little Funko. Yeah. That I was like, I'm spending money on this because it's cute. <laughs> yes. yes. So thank you for listening. And then if you want to hang out, Rachel's going to read a hilarious letter. From Yennefer. From Yennefer to Geralt, who <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so, um, 
they they referenced it very briefly in the show when Yennefer and Geralt reunite at the temple of Melitelli. Melitelli. Um, when he calls her his dear friend. So where that came from in the books, um, it's after Geralt finds Ciri and Triss helps to try and train her with her magical powers. Triss can only go so far yeah. as we've seen. And so she's like, you need somebody a little more advanced in magic. You need, you need, you need, her. You, you need, you need her. Um, I know you guys haven't been talking, but you need to reach out. Yeah. So he reaches out, and I will okay. say that this is this is Geralt in love is very naive. Yes, very oh naive, and he gets himself into trouble and has no idea. But it's such a thing a guy would do. It is a guy would yeah. not think twice about just yeah calling a previous lover like a friend. Yeah, so, so he he addressed a letter to her. As my dear friend. My dear friend. After, <laughs> yeah. So he gets a letter back and it starts. And it is fully Yennefer. <laughs> dear friend. The Witcher swore quietly, looking at the sharp, angular, even runes drawn with energetic sweeps of the pen, faultlessly reflecting the author's mood. He felt once again the desire to try to bite his own backside in fury. When he was writing to the sorceress a month ago, he had spent two nights in a row contemplating how best to begin. So relatable. (laughs) Finally, he had decided on dear friend. Now he had his just desserts. (laughs) Dear friend, your unexpected letter, which I received not quite three years after we last saw each other, has given me much joy. My joy is all the greater as various rumors have been circulating about your sudden and violent death. It is a good thing that you have decided to disclaim them by writing to me. It is a good thing, too, that you are doing so, so soon. From your letter, it appears that you have lived a peaceful, wonderfully boring life, devoid of all sensation. These days, such a life is a real privilege, dear friend, and I am happy that you have managed to achieve it. I was touched by the sudden concern which you deigned to show as to my health, dear friend. I hasten with the news that, yes, I now feel well. The period of indisposition is behind me. I have dealt with the difficulties, the description of which I shall not bore you with. It worries and troubles me very much that the unexpected present you received from fate brings you worries. Your supposition that this requires professional help is absolutely correct. Although your description of the difficulty, quite understandably, is enigmatic, I am sure I know the source of the problem, and I agree with your opinion that the help of yet another magician is absolutely necessary. I feel honored to be the second to whom you turn. What have I done to deserve to be so high on your list? (laughs) She is so mad that Tris was first. (laughs) Rest assured, my dear friend, and if you had the intention of supplicating the help of additional magicians, abandon it because there is no need. I leave without delay and go to the place which you indicated in an oblique, yet to me, understandable way. It goes without saying that I leave in absolute secrecy and with great caution. I will surmise the nature of the trouble on the spot and will do all that is in my power to calm the gushing source. I shall try, in so doing, not to appear any worse than other ladies to whom you have turned, are turning, or usually turn with your supplications. I am, after all, your dear friend. Your valuable friendship is too important to me to disappoint you, dear friend. 
Should you, in the next few years, wish to write to me, do not hesitate for a moment. Your letters invariably give me boundless pleasure. Your friend, Yennefer. <laughs> the letter smelled of lilac and gooseberries. Geralt cursed. <laughs> that is so Yennefer. Like, oh it makes God. me so happy. <laughs> it is so sweetly vindictive. It is, it is so saccharine. <laughs> what I aspire to be in life. Uh, well, dear friends, oh gosh. dear friends, should you deign to listen to this podcast yet another day, we will return hopefully in a month's time. Yes. Enjoy. Enjoy your spring. It's fucking hot out here in Arizona. <laughs> and I'm so mad about it. <laughs> and as always, dear friends, stay difficult. Stay difficult. <laughs>